Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to Slag Guy Podcast. How are we all doing? Um, I am feeling, I'm, I'm feeling all right. This week, normally I start off really hyped, really like some sort of, like a little John, yeah, ready to go. But this week I'm kind of, I'm, I'm super positive mixed with super negative because I've done two things that have been, you know, they counteract each other. For a start, two gigs, they counteracted each other. Gigs are back, that's positive on the out, on, on, on the upside, on the downside. I, I got, I don't want to say drunk, blitzed. I got blitzed and I'm 34 and turns out I I can't get blitzed because it takes, it takes, I think, well, I what is it now, Tuesday? And I drank on Saturday and I had to put Sudocrem on my bum today. So, I mean, is that what a four-day hangover? Who knows? People are probably like, does Sudocrem in your bum mean that you've got a hangover? Yeah, it means that you've done potentially 45 pounds worth of shit in the space of four days and your wee butthole can't take it anymore and you need to actually sneak into your baby's room when she's asleep at night, take the little miniature travel bag, pot of Sudocrem, take a little finger load of it and then sneak into the bathroom, pop it up, not up your arse, just in and around the anal area. You ever do that, Ben? You ever put Sudocrem in your butthole? Um, not for quite some time. Nice, but have you done it as an adult? This is something that you have remembered or have you never put Sudocrem in your own butthole but people have put Sudocrem on your butthole? I mean, that that sounds like it's a, a regular thing. Like you're mixing up. Sometimes I let people do it. Sometimes I do it. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was a low point of my hangover when I realised that. Um, yeah, I put uh, I put I had to put pseudocrem on my bum. But it was nice. It was it was the first time that that things have kind of felt a little bit normal again. Now I had quite. You're probably those of you, by the way, the patrons. I just want to apologise first and foremost for the late Patreon podcast. It's never been late before. But I just had such a jam-packed anus, I nearly said, with pseudocrem that I've not been able to focus. No, I've just a busy calendar for the first time in a long time that I just wasn't able to fit it in. And to be fair, I should have probably done it on Sunday, but Sunday was after Saturday and there was a world's worst hangover. So, I mean, hey, get off my back. I'm going to actually record the, the bonus podcast after this record in this studio. Hey. What a treat that's going to be. Ben's not producing it, though. He said, listen, as soon as I stop recording this, I'm out here, fuck you. And I mean, that's that's fair. Respect where it's due. But, um, but yeah, so my friend Jenna had a had a party on Saturday, a COVID-regulated party, may I add. You know, it was in, in the backyard area, which, which people are building bespoke, purpose-built, like, areas for, you know, again, I think there was, like, three three couples there. And it was just, it was nice. You know, it was nice there. And we had some some food and we had drinks and it was nice. But again, like anything, see, whenever things start happening again, you get very... Do, do you ever get this, Ben, where you like have a social event and you're like, that social event isn't enough. I need to start my party and as soon as I can. You know, the event of the evening is not sufficient. You know, for me, the party starts... I was going to say when you get rid of the kids, but on Saturday before I got rid of the kids, you know, the party started honestly at midday because I think in my head when you're at home in your house, it's a problem if you start drinking in the morning. I think that's in my own head. I'm like, as soon as the clock strikes 12, Cinderella in reverse, you know, I'm just getting lit from 12. So as soon as I got to 12, I said, like, you know what? 
I have a couple of bottles of San Miguel in my fridge. Now, you're probably like, it's a weird choice of beer, Dave. Yes, bear with me. If I have San Miguel in my fridge, it makes me think when I drink it, I'm on holidays. Do you like that? It gives me that, a Spanish feeling. And it's nice. You take it out. It's been in the fridge for long enough and you set it in the on the hot on the hot table. I was I don't know what. I don't have a table. I have an island. Because I'm very well, well, no. But I don't know what. It's not really a table. It's confusing me. My table, as you all know, was the 14,000 pound table. It's in my dining room. But my wee island, I sat there and just looked at it. And I was like, that's frosty. You know, you look at that going, that looks just really delicious. And then you see it and you can't just go, like, I'm going to say, you look out for people who, by the way, for the, for the first drink of the day, they take it and they go like this. People like that. Not right, sociopaths. If you get your first drink of the day or like a, a Guinness or a pint and you just sip it, freak. You know, you're the sort of guy that you interfere with people without consent. That's what I'm saying. And But if you get a cold beer and you just guzzle, guzzle, go, you're a good guy in my eyes. If you go, I love you. So that's what I was just like half a San Miguel down a one. You know when you just drink so much and it's so fresh and nice, you just go ah. That was it at twelve o'clock. Bear in mind we weren't supposed to be here for, till like seven. So I, I start seven hours early. Probably beat about three or four San Miguel's in the major and just the early afternoon, and um, doing my chores, you know, cutting grass, doing whatever I need to do. Just having a good time, getting excited about seeing people again. Then once again the kids get deposited. We actually left the kids off at half four, so that's you know decent enough. Then we had to get a train to go from Bangor. I know horrible had to leave North Down, but we did the train up to Belfast, and that was fine. But in that time, we we're like, why don't we just again? It was me. I said to my wife, why don't we go a bit earlier to the train station and just go and sit in the, at a bar directly beside the train station and maybe just have a drink. She said that'd be really nice because she had obviously not been been drinking by that point. I'd been just sneaking beers all day. And she don't say anything. And um, she was like, yeah, it'd be nice. We'll go for one. Then obviously you get one and you're like, a first drink. Oh, God. So you're like, you end up having about three or four different cocktails. You know, you're mixing it up. You end up spending probably about 70 quid on about four rounds. You're like, ah, oh, why to do that? But it's a good time. You're in the party zone, but this time you're loose. So by this stage, when you get to the party... You're already half gone, drink another couple of beers, another couple of cider shots come out, then you get cocktails, espresso martinis, you flirt with a bottle of wine. If I had drank a bottle of wine, I would have died on Sunday. I'm glad I, I stopped at the bottle of wine, and it was just nice. Then we got home, but this is the problem about being a parent or an adult. You have responsibilities, and no, fuck that. So the whole time, I was like, oh, fucking bastard dog needs a walk. So I either get home, walk a dog, half cut. If people were looking out their window... At two in the morning, saw me walking there, probably like, there's a ghost. And like, the dog's fully white. He really looks like a ghost dog. You probably see this guy, fucking zombies walking along the street, poking. Ugh. But I'll know, what's this guy? It was me walking with dogs. So by the time I got to bed, it was like three o'clock. And I don't think I've been awake through three o'clock since before for children. Yes, I've been awake at three o'clock, feeding babies, but not. So it's fine. And then I made the stupid comment of, I think it's a, it's a, it's a parent thing you do. You know, or, or a dad thing where you'll say something to your wife that in the back of your head you know you don't want to do, but you'll say it to her and then you'll have to do it. So I said to my wife, I'll be up first thing on Sunday morning, fucking no sweat to walk a dog. She went, okay. So then I set my alarm for six o'clock for some reason to get up to walk the dog. 
made it up at seven, but I did take him out. I did walk him. And in that walk, I realised I'm not very well. You know, I'm really, really, really not too good here. So at that point, I was like, sweet, you know what? I'll maybe, kids still aren't here. I'll maybe go and get myself something for breakfast. Now, when I'm really hungover, my go-to to like recovery food would be like a Subway. I like a Subway to make me feel better because I like stuff repeating on me all day for the duration of the hangover. So I thought I'd get a Subway. So I go to look for my car keys and I realise, oh no, I've left the car keys of the car that was at my house in the glove box of the car that wasn't at my house. So the car keys we had was for the car that wasn't at my house, but the car keys we didn't have were in the car that wasn't at my house. So I was kind of fucked up to walk to the shop. So then, you know, when you get that hangover sweats, I'm just walking to the shop, sweating. The people are like, oh no, that goes back again. Like three hours later, I just wasn't in a good way. Ended up getting just sausages, having sausage sandwiches. It was, you know, best I could do. And then when my wife woke up and I told her about the uh, the car key situation, she called me a few offensive names. And I was like, right, I'm just going to walk to get the car. Which is a nice enough walk, probably, you know, it probably took her like an hour to get to the car. But it was a nice long, along the shores, probably pleasant. It was a nice day whilst I just sat in the house trying to prepare my set for my first proper gig back in like nine months on the Sunday at the limelight and that's where I get to my tale of two cities my first gig I did back on was on Friday and it was a wedding now I was asked by a friend of mine with long fingers and an alien head if I would like to do a spot at a wedding for him and I got excited you know I got excited about the fact that I haven't done stand up in so long I'm like yeah of course I'll do a wedding It'll be so much fun. We'll go to the wedding, we'll go straight there, we'll do some classic bits and it'll just be be good. And never have I been lulled more into a false sense of security in my life. I got to this wedding. I wasn't able to prepare a set. I didn't know any of the setup. By the time they told me I had to go on stage, I didn't have any water. So I was just at risk of super dry mouth, which wasn't ideal. And then I don't want to say that I ruined <laughs> I don't say that I ruined the the people's wedding. But very close to ruining the, the people's wedding. I gave, I guess what at a wedding would be known as probably one of the worst speeches of all time. I forgot all my like stage craft. I forgot all my uh, bits. I didn't, I didn't like it for a start. See, when I was up there, it's like, I just don't want to fucking be here. I hate it. I'd like to leave. And nobody wanted to see me. They just all wanted to see Shane. So it was like, oh, it was not a fun day at the office. But, you know, we did it. Got off there, went and uh, just sat by myself in the bar till he finished the set and just thought to myself, oh no, this is the worst ever. Now, did I, before the gig, have the worst day ever? Yes. It was a stressful day in work work. I didn't get any time to look at my set. Then I had to go to flipping Antrim, uh, outside North Down. And the whole thing just didn't go to plan. I was embarrassed as well because I thought, you know, I'm, that was shit. Then I thought to myself... You know, I'm a, maybe I'm just shit at stand-up now. Maybe I am just a really bad stand-up. And this whole time, I've just told myself I'm great and I'm wrong. You know, it's sort of like, you know, that wee meme of the woman, like with all the maths around her, she's got her going, you know, I'm just like, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm fucking shit. And it was just not a pleasant experience. But then the good thing about it, the, the uh, I guess the, what's the word, the, the experience in me went, you know, I didn't take it to heart. I didn't go, oh, that was shit. I never want to do it again. I'm embarrassed. I went, you know what? 
we've got this gig on Sunday to put it right. Sunday is a comedy club. Sunday is my more my scene. You know, it suits my sense of humour. Which, by the way, when I'm at my funniest, I'm A, being grumpy, and B, ranting about things, and I'm C, being very crude. So I don't think that is exactly wedding material. Now, by the way, any speech I've given at a wedding prior, three best men under my belt, whatever, should wear it on my lapels, I have killed. You know, I've done real well in my own wedding speech. Did great. I emceed a wedding. It was great. But turns out just doing straight stand-up at a wedding, not very good, you know. So... They didn't. Maybe they didn't want to hear about how shit being married is. Maybe that's something they didn't want to hear about on their wedding day. But listen, some people are liars, some people are fake, and other people are truth speakers. And I was just trying to get in there to say, listen, you're married, you fucked your life, don't worry about it, you can always kill yourself if you want, it's fine. But yeah, it didn't go down too well. But I was grateful of the opportunity. I was grateful to iron out some of the... Um, I mean, I was grateful to iron out some of the creases. It, I don't know what a 100% total crease was, but that was what that set was. But again, there's some, like, in the craft of stand-up, you have to have certain um, mannerisms and, and things as well that you can go, I didn't do that, didn't do that, didn't do that. And I was like, right, I'll do those on Sunday. So it was fine. But what I didn't realise the effect of was not having any water. So when I get on, normally I'd have a glass of water on stage just to whatever, keep the... I just got full dry mouth, so within maybe 10 seconds, I was just up everything like, do you like being married, mate? Ah, is it good, is it? You know, it just wasn't a very sweet um, experience. So, yeah, and then afterwards, the uh, the groom did say to Shane, he was like, is that your uncle? Which was offensive. So, you know, yeah, that wasn't a good gig. But on the bright side, I did think to myself, I know what the problem is. That was everyone in the wedding. No, it was, there were certain things that I didn't do too well. Prepare, blah, blah, blah. So I thought I'll put those right on Sunday. So fast forward to Sunday. It's, I don't know what time it is, but time Catherine got back with the car. And I say with the car, the car wasn't empty. There were two wee fucking bastards in it as well, my two daughters. And I said, like, oh, no, they're coming back. And you know what kids have? No respect for your hangover. Absolutely zero respect at all. You could be, like, I'll be honest, I was lay up on my sofa, like, Alexander Litvinenko, the Russian spy, you know that photo of him, where he was, like, in the, bl- in the blue hospital garb with the bald head, being like, I've been poisoned. That was effectively me. I had been poisoned by my own hand on Saturday, and when the kids came back, the baby was just going, ah, non-stop, continuously, all day. You know, doing a Jake O'Kane impression, that sounded like. And then the other one, the three-year-old's like, Daddy, I want to see you. I want to see Daddy. Daddy, put Peppa Pig on. Daddy, put Peppa I'm like, hi, no. I don't fuck Peppa. And then she was like, but Peppa Pig, Peppa Pig. I'm going to eat Peppa Pig for my lunch. Bacon sandwiches. Saucy sandwiches for breakfast. Bacon sandwiches for lunch. There we go. That's fine. Then Catherine drops a humdinger on me. She goes, don't forget I have to go to dog training. Or no, not even not even dog training. Dog dog socialization class so i was like what's that it's like basically she goes with a friend and fucks a dog in a pen with all these other dogs just has coffee and crack so she's like yeah i have to do that and you look after the girls so i was like oh no so in my head i was like i'll get some prep done for this gig and then i'd look after the girls which was you know not sweet again i like to i like to consider myself to be a good father I do, I have curbed my drinking massively. I only had my first drink of the year like a month ago. And then now I've just been drinking every single day since. 
But um, I like to not be hungover for the fact that both my kids are nightmares. That's the main thing. It's nothing to do with wanting, you know, some people, I don't drink because my body's a temple. My body is Dunluce Castle in bits. You know, there's no there's no salvage in that. You know, no contractors coming in and going, just needs a wee quick render. That's nah, fucked, knock it into the sea. And um, I just can't cope with the hangovers. And the kids just make hangovers worse. And it is the worst experience of your life. So I, try, I tried to father them a bit. You know, I put the baby in a bouncer. I let Holly watch Peppa Pig on the TV. And I just kind of, I actually lay face down on the wooden floor in my kitchen. Just, you know, trying to put my body, any bare skin on cold surfaces just to feel cooler. And it didn't really work. Just swallowed a bit of dog hair and yeah, just got even more miserable. So I thought, you know what, I'm about to pass out here. I need to be responsible. I need to look after the kids. So I said to Holly, Holly, how would you like to go upstairs into mummy and daddy's room and you can lie on mummy's side of the bed and watch Peppa Pig on your tablet? How does that sound? And she was like, yeah, that's fun, daddy. So I brought her up. Plunked her all up on mummy's side of the bed, gave her a Peppa Pig to watch, that was great. Then I said to Matilda, I'm not even going to give you an option, she can't speak, so you're just being brought. And I brought her up. Now she's gone from being just a little baby that wiggles about to being able to sit up and stuff now. She's popped out three teeth in the last week, so she's got full, by the way, gap front teeth, that's how I know they're mine. Two, the gap teeth are growing through. She's got three ones along the bottom, so now she's like five teeth along the bottom, two at the top, she's like a fucking piranha. And, um, Brought her up. Now, she's fairly easily entertained. You just give her things. So I just give her the watch, the strap of my watch and then like a chew toy. Probably one of the dog's chew toys, to be fair. And just was like, right, you just sit there. I am going to relax my eyes real quick. And by that, I then just lie down in bed with my eyes closed. And then I sort of remember startling myself in the wee bit of sleep. And I was like, this is really nice. My head's not sore. My eyes are shut. You know, it's all good. The kids are behaving. Then all of a sudden, do you ever just get that, like, real... You know why in films, if they want to, like... Th- this to signify somebody gets hit over the head, like, and kidnapped, they, like, do, like, a... What's that sound? It's like a... You know, like a... Like a... Like, sort of noise. Can you can you play that effect? Get it just here. So we'll, we'll reenact the scene, right? So I was lying in bed. Then all of a sudden, I just feel this big impact. And then this noise. I'm waking up going... Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with me? I just realised Matilda's lying on top of me. But what she has done is been sitting up and just flicked her head back and just fully hit me right on the lip with the back of her head and just burst my lip. So the inside of my lip, big gouge in it, blood's pissing out of my lip. I'm crying because uh, an eight-month-old head butted me and I'm just thinking this is the worst thing ever. Catherine's still not home. By this point, I'm like, oh, I need to go to this gig soon and I've had no prep done. So I've got 15 minutes prep done. Thankfully for me, I had thought about this new set. It was a work in progress show we did at the Limelight, so it was a new set, new stuff we hadn't done before, stuff that I'm probably going to have at my Ulster Hall show. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm quite confident this could be good. But but after the, the kick in the balls, it was the worst set of all time on Friday. I was like, maybe I'm just shit at stand-up. So we got on the Friday, on the Saturday, Sunday night, and it was good to be back in the limelight there was a good vibe the audience was in a good mood to get out it was nice to see people out having fun again and yeah we did a set Shane went uh, William Thompson opened for Shane he did well and then Shane came on did his set I didn't actually see any of Shane's oh I saw the start of Shane's set and then went upstairs to the dressing room to like make my wee notes because I'm like hey if I have no prep done here I'm going to eat 
more balls than George Michael at Christmas. You know, I thought that I need to, to plan. So I did a bit of planning during that. Then it was the break. It was over. The next thing I hear is just, Jordan Robinson, like muffled. Jordan Robinson. I was like, what the, why the fuck are they announcing Jordan Robinson? He got brought on to open the second half. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going on. He had to do seven minutes. So I'm literally, I had seven minutes to do my, what would be my eighth shit of the day. Get down there, get ready to go on stage, do half an hour of new material. And I did it. Once I got on stage, I had a real great walk-on music and just got on, got the mic, instantly just felt content. And I think that's the key. If you're going on the stage and you take a wee second just to, to be comfortable, grand. First joke we, we made off the races straight away and I thought, yes, I fucking love stand-up again. And that gig was really fun for a work in progress show, new material for the first time. Loved it. There's some stuff I'll definitely be keeping and working on for the Ulster Hall show and then more stuff will be added in. Stuff will just actually not be even doing again probably there's a few bits Ben's actually over there editing right now it's going to be put on social media huh? so it was a great gig it made, it made me go you know what the bitch is back and it made me feel nice you know it made me think that's great it's good to be back I am funny people like that I even got some rounds of applause there was a man in the front row who was I'd say three seconds away from showing me his cock which you're probably going to go oh no Dave how awful for you why is there a man showing you his cock and to be fair I asked if he would show me his cock and the guy was up for it but I think his wife wasn't but what was great there was a woman I was talking about guys with small dicks you know my my, my guys and um, I actually did a bit about about having a small dick and loving your family you know the bit that the rant I did in the podcast a few weeks ago I sort of have, I'm crafting that into a bit so this is how you see the podcast works and um, I was talking about that and the guy was like yeah I'm going to get it out and his wife was really scundered she was like going on no please don't do it then he was like, oh, I have a big dick. And he was trying to show it. And she, he's going, oh, no. And I just asked the wife, who's clearly embarrassed. like, without him getting it out, does he have a big dick? And the woman went like this. So from being really like, I go, does he have a big dick? She just went. <laughs> so, yeah, she didn't want to say it. But she was just, she was she was verifying the fact that her hobby's packing a hog. You know, her hobby's got a wee van outside the city hall at Christmas. And he just has a big fucking pork there. Just spinning around, you want some my pork? And yeah, he was a great guy, great spirit, and a load of fun. And it was just nice to be back. I just made me want to do stand-up again. Now, that being said, I don't know if I want to do a wedding again. I don't think maybe my brand of stand-up is appropriate for a wedding. Um, maybe I could tailor it, but I, you know what? See, when I'm doing stand-up, I like, I like to just say preposterous things. It's funny to me. I like to be... I like to say rude things. I like to say inappropriate things. It just gives me a wee buzz. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do weddings again, but I'll have to totally. I'll have to. I'll like a split character, a split personality. I'll just do a whole new character, you know. But we'll see how it goes. But it was fun. Even the, even the the shittest gig of all time, I can take something out of because, you know, you have to. Yeah, you know what? What is it? The situation says Ben, uh, smooth sea does not make for a skilled sailor and I think you know you got to take the the good out of the bad but yeah Sunday night was a lot of fun big shout out to the limelight putting on a great gig all socially distanced shout out to all everyone that paid to come and see it it was a great night you made the night and yeah it was just nice to be back and now I'm dying to do more I'm dying to write more I'm dying to do more I'm excited about Ulster Hall 
which by the way i want to just say to people tickets are still available i got a, an email from the promoter today saying the tickets are going really really well so just to keep pushing it and send to people if you haven't got your tickets yet get them soon so that is um that's where we're at but it's all good yeah get ulster hall tickets have a nice time and we're feeling good now back to the hangover okay the three-day hangover has put me in a position whereby I feel physically shit. And you know what? I feel like I want to say this on the podcast because I want some more accountability. I want to announce that going forward, I'm, I'm working towards a physique guy summer. I know a lot of people have been talking about, you know, um, bad girl summers, white guy summers, you know, whatever. I'm talking about physique guy summer. I am from this day forward... Being, bringing the physique guy back I'm getting back in the gym I'm going to be walking the dog more I'm going to eat less ice cream and chocolate and burgers and chips and um, nuggets and McFlurries and Cokes and beers and whiskeys and cocktails and espressos and uh, macchiatos and buns and I'm going to eat more bananas fish, rice, chicken and grapes Cause just because I like grapes and everyone needs a treat, you know. I mean, it's like I suppose grapes is, a, is effectively just wine before you know it's been stood on by Gypsy's feet, so <laughs> we're, we're fine. So, yeah, I just want to say, like, it, it's going to be the physique guy summer. I'm going to be really pumping up here. I'm hoping to like go on holidays. I'm gonna say, go on holidays, a staycation. I nearly said a gaycation there, which I mean, we can only but hope to have a gaycation, you know. I might just send it to your wife for you. I'm just going to gaycation with a few of the boys what's that don't need to know but there will be saunas involved okay and boys will be boys in the sauna and glory holes but um yeah I'm, I'm getting back into it and actually today i'm gonna be you know going home and i'm gonna probably i you know what effectively i'm waiting on my anus recovering to before you know i, I get into it because when you go on a diet for the first time sometimes your body just goes there's a lot of bad stuff in here <laughs> get rid of it so i just think my wee tattered anus needs a break so i'm gonna drink a lot of water tonight get up in the morning eat a healthy breakfast drink lots of water go for a walk do a bit of exercise and i'm gonna try and exercise every day from now which is the 8th of june right to the 30th of june every single day i've got my wee books with me here i've got let me see because this is what i do here see now i want to record the office or when i'm in the office i do a wee bit of work so I've got my uh, I've got my diet book here, which, by the way, I got this book, right? My wife says to me, she was like, I mean, maybe you should get like a wee food diary to make sure, because I'm like, I'm, I want to say on the spectrum, you know, I'm, I've not diagnosed with anything, but I definitely like my routine. You know, I, de- I like things a certain way. And she said, look, if you get like a food diary, you know, maybe that and you have things written you'll follow it whereas if you're winging it you know she'd be like what are you having for lunch and she'd maybe have like you know a salad or something she what are you having and i'd be like well i'm having chicken parmesan which i'm going to make myself i'm going to do go out and make homemade garlic bread and then i'm going to actually i'm actually churning ice cream in the uh in the tumble dryer at the minute it's for my own homemade um pistachio ice cream and she'd be like that's excessive i'm like listen i like to cook you know so so yeah, what I'm going to have is just fish and rice and vegetables going forward. But yes, she said to me, listen, I'll order you a food book, a food diary, something you can jot stuff down on. And I thought, sweet. And I said to her, listen, the food diary, you know, it, I don't want it to be like hers is like leopard print cover and all. It's very like, you know, it's not very masculine. 
put it like that. And then she's like, listen, I'll order you a more masculine one. And I went, thank you. And this is what the fucker came up with. Maybe 2021 will be your my year. In fact, what they've done, even better, these motivational guys have scored out maybe. 2021 will be my year. Which, by the way, just one point out, the Sunday Life said that too. They said, I am one to watch in 2021. And there are things to watch, like the Ulster Hall show. Definitely watch that. But also a few other things in the pipeline, which I need to sign contracts for so I can talk about. But it's going to be my year. It's going to be physique guy summer. I'm doing it with this. It's all gravy, except no gravy. It's all low-fat gravy. And with my food diary. And then, you know, I ordered something for myself, which is much more my vibe. Workout logbook with a nice fucking pumped up arm on it, you know. So, yeah, I've got my wee, my wee program there. So, like a nerd when the podcast is over, I'm going to do a bit of prep here for the week. I'm going to um, do a podcast on Patreon. And I'm going to try and work on a script that I was supposed to have in at the 1st of June. <laughs> but I'm such a maverick. Um, and also I had a mental breakdown. Let's not forget about that. That was a problem. See, whenever you have deadlines and the wee voice in your head goes, you should be dead, bro. And you go, ah, yes, probably. You know, readjust things. But anyway, we're back on the horse. We're riding the steed. We're riding Black Beauty into the future and it's feeling good and I think the first step the positivity is the physique guy summer so if you guys want to you know use the the hashtags physique guy summer go for it if you want to use the what's it what else are we we're hike beasts we're still hiking we're still walking the dog we're hike beasts we're physique guys you can be a physique girl too Ben is um he has said because he he managed the um the merch for boy town so Ben has quite kindly said I'll take care all the merch for the podcast we all the physique guy stringers all the hike beast stringers all the sly guy t-shirts he says i'll just buy them all in bulk he said i'll actually buy a printing machine myself i will print the merch we'll figure it away but that's something that we maybe need to get a wee hand with so if anybody is is um you know if, if anyone knows a good way to sort out merch get in touch because we like to do that but I am what Ben called disabled in terms of anything other than talking. So, and then I said, would you want to do the merch? And he went, I did it for Boytown and that made me leave Boytown. So I went, okay, I don't need you to do that then. That's fine, I accept that. So if somebody knows how to handle merch, holler at your boy. I don't know why I said that, holler at your boy. I sound very, you know, it's it's not very my vibe, is it? Holler at your boy. It doesn't suit this face to say holler at your boy is not a... It doesn't suit this face, but I'm riding it. I'm riding with it, and it's all good. Speaking of weird faces, the DUP have got their new squad together. Have I? Have we? Has anyone looked at this, Ben? Have you seen what the DUP have been at? No. You know I'm a big DUP fan in this podcast. I often talk about them. Um, speaking of a boy that hollers at me, um, Jim Wells, um, still still blocked on a thing, but yeah. So Edwin Poots has nominated Paul Given as the the new first minister which there's never been a guy who's more insincere or smug looking than Paul Given like he'll be chat like Ben ask me any question and I'll pretend and I, this is it. back to I'm the DUP PR guy except this time I'm being Paul Given you ask me any question at all that I'll answer like Paul Given it's whatever you want, whatever you feel like. I can, I can answer it in Paul Given style. Um, 
Oh, well. Um, hold on. Oh, he's, he's, he's Googling. I love to see it. It's making for great podcast content. So I can't say even say podcast. I think 21 top questions asked. Yeah. Do you feel like you've lived this day many times before? Well, do I feel like I've lived this day? Well, in my dreams, I have felt that I'd be a great DP leader. And I don't think I will be anything but better than what we've had before. And that was the Lord, Saviour and Reverend Ian Paisley, Peter Robinson and Arlene Foster. Thanks very much. Cheers. Smug guy, always just like, you know, like the kind of, you know, he made, Paul Given makes faces that if it was your wife, like he would make the face, like, you know, whenever you say something like to your wife or your husband and they respond by like rolling their eyes, he's just the, per <laughs> you know, listen, I am, um, I think we need to have a break. <sighs> okay. That's Paul Given. So I think he's just an obnoxious guy. Um, and I just think, you know, He's just not a genuine dude. I don't think anyone really in the DUP are genuine dudes. You know, one thing I will say is genuine about Paul Given. He knows how to light up bonfires. Check that out if you haven't. He was just down in full suit, just with the big fucking pizza spoon going, fuck, fucking KIT. So he's going to be good for cross-community relations, that guy, for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to come in with a news flash, but, hey, we're fucked. And it's okay because, you know, we're all together. Speaking of okay, Benjani, how long have we been talking for on this podcast today? Um, just over half an hour. Just over half an hour. You know what that means? That means we're probably going to have to go into the Patreon now. What do you think? And just say, listen, guys, we are Ben. Oh, I, you're the one You're the one that can say this, not me, because you're, you're the, the mastermind behind everything. I'm the, the comedy genius, but he is. I'm, like, crying. This is how this podcast works. You ever watch The Turtles, Ben? Do you know who Krang is? Crying is a little mutant brain, right? And he's a genius. And Crying the mutant brain has this big robot body that he lives in. And like the robot body does all the technical stuff. Whereas Krang's the, the power behind the throne. I'm like Krang and you're the mutant body. So what I'm saying is it, it, basically Krang can't Crank can't do the Champions League of Weird without the mutant body being able to carry him there, you know, and, and by that I mean Ben's editing skills, filming skills, just general skills. So when when do you reckon we'll have the first episode of the Champions League of Weird ready to go on Patreon? What's a rough time scale from the horse's mouth? Um, two weeks. In two weeks. So yeah, we'll put the groups up, we'll share that out, it'll be a nice time, and in two weeks we'll have that over on Patreon. There's going to be a bonus podcast recorded after this on Patreon, and it's all good. It'll be uploaded tonight. Get off my case. That's fine. So go over to patreon.com slash podcast and enjoy that. Also, if you haven't yet already, please rate and review the podcast. And um, Ben's going to join me in the attempt to fillet ourselves um, if we get the 200 ratings and reviews we're up to 193 now so if we can hit 200 Ben and I will try Benny up from trying to make a human centipede if we get the 200 if we get the 200 yeah if we get whoa I thought he's just going to go no nah, absolutely not but he said yes he will do a human centipede with me would you like to be the front or the back of the centipede the back sweet he wants, he wants me with my sore pseudocrine bum 
Oh, so does mouth and we'll do that if we get to 200 so we're getting there it's all good we actually got a review this week from Niall Niall MC 123 I mean he put a 4 in the end there it would have worked better if it was Niall MC the 123 because it sounds like he's an actual MC and he's decided to say that this is an excellent podcast correct one of the bet- best podcasts even though he's from North Down now even though like that's like saying that's like a Burnley footballer saying like oh he's not the worst even though he plays for Real Madrid you know shut up I don't even know where you're from now but if you're disrespecting the Kingdom of North Down I'm assuming you're from South Down you know I'm assuming because you've also said keep up the good work Beansy which is a reference to Nordy Shore and only people in South Down like Nordy Shore no one else did so Niall don't disrespect North Down and by the way I'm I'm I am I'm an open arm guy I would say to you, if you want, if you want to come into North Down, you, de- you definitely need a passport, but I am willing to give you a reprieve to enter the kingdom of North Down um, for that nice review, but for sure never diss it again and never mention Nordy Shore because embarrassed about it. Um, the podcast is brought to you by Bebe Adrianos, and we're delighted to have my favourite burrito bar sponsoring the podcast. Not only is it my favourite burrito bar, it's the favourite burrito bar of a lot of people. It's multi-award winning. It's on the high street in Bangor. I actually got a message this week from a uh, from a podcast listener who let me just go into my, into my um, messages here and see where it was at. Um... Oh no, this could this could be great podcast content. I thought I had um, I thought I'd saved something over, it, but obviously it didn't. Um, well, I'm a route. There you go. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, we'll try one more. Nope. Basically, somebody said that I I, I must have saved it in my photos to to send to the baby man himself. I mean, this is the best read yet, isn't it? Benny enjoying this. Yeah, it is action packed. It's exciting, um, and this this is what you get. Long story short, somebody just messaged me to say they went to Bebe Adriano's and it was fucking great. And what's in the smoked paprika sauce? That's a long roundabout way of it. I should have probably sent it on to them, but I didn't. I forgot to screenshot it because hey, I'm probably still hungover. I'm a sore bum. But anyway. Bebe Adriano says, all you want, you can choose any of the fillings. They've got vegetarian, they've chili con carne, they've chicken, beef or pulled pork. And I, I mean, if you ask them nicely, you could probably have it all fucked in a burrito altogether. And they've got tomato, sweet corn, salsa verde or habanero salsa, which is also delicious. And they've a range of box meals. We all know their trademark box meal is the dirty box, which is half chips, half rice, chicken, chili con carne, beef, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, and cheese sauce of your choice. But my personal favourite... Ben's personal favourite is the dirty cock and cow box. Who doesn't like a dirty cock in their mouth of a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday evening? I don't know. I definitely do. And the dirty cock and cow box is marinated steak, Mexican chicken, fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, corn salsa, lettuce, and you can have a saucier choice. I always go with smoked paprika. And you know what else you get in the dirty? You sometimes can get actual cock in there too, if you ask nicely. Say Davey sent you, reference the podcast, they'll pop a pain in there for you as well. And for 10% off your first order, download the Bebe Adriano's app or call 02891479988. By the way, what I would actually recommend you doing, other than just... um downloading their app would be follow them on Instagram because Bebe Adriano's actually posts 
deals for you on their page. And at the minute, oh shit, you can get 20% off rather than 10%. That's even better. And you know what they're actually, you know what their their Instagram handle is? Very simply, Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos. I mean, go and look it up. I follow it. Anyone who's anybody follows Bebe Adrianos and anyone that I've recommended Bebe Adrianos to has loved it. So go and check it out. Go and drop in. Say a load of phrase. Say Dave sent you. Reference the Sly Guy podcast. I don't know, maybe get a fucking free drink or something. He's not told me that's a deal, but I'm fuck it. Go on down and say, Davey sent you, and you demand a free can. Give us a can. Phrase, come on. Um, give them the ring as well. Get them on 0891 That's 0891-4799-88. And say, I want a fucking free can. And say, Davey sent you. Um, and you heard it in the Sly Guy podcast. Um, they're also still... Shift in the lunch meals, which is eight, eight pounds for you can get a 10 inch burrito in a can, or chili chicken fries in a can, or popping chicken wrap and a can. Wow! And I mean, you probably get the can for free for eight pounds, you know, it's all good. That's 911 High Street Banger. Go check it out. The podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Ben, would you say ca- can you grow pubic hair? Uh, I can, yeah. Yes, and do you think your father can grow pubic hair? What are your pubes like normally? Are they sort of brown, grey? What sort of colour are you working at? Uh, brownish. Brownish, nice. So that means your dad probably has brownish and grey. And why I'm asking you about this, it's Father's Day. It's coming up. And what better way to say I love you, Daddy, than shave your pubes for me? I haven't actually thought that sentence through. You know, and by the way, I have to send reads to Manscaped. So by the way, nothing says I love you more, Daddy, than shave your pubes for me, you know. Um... It's just around the corner and nothing more your dad would like than a world-class ball trimmer. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the premier ball trimmer. Um, there's also word in the street that they're trying to develop a next-generation ball trimmer, which would probably be called Lawnmower 4.0, but I can't talk about that yet. So, But Lawnmower 3.0 has got a ceramic blade. You can switch it. It's like, you know, I mean, you can just pop that off and, and, and just there you go. You can get the new blade on, pop a new ceramic. I actually dropped mine from a great height. Um, for some reason I broke the ceramic blade and then ordered a new one on manscaped.com and straight straight to it great delivery you know Bob's your uncle Fanny's your aunt and I mean look it's easy to set even I can just fix it pop it back on again pop the wee guard protector I never go in just bare I like a little bit of length you know not, not completely bald I'm not Hollywood I'm just you know I you said Bollywood like I was going to try and make a reference that Bollywood is like Hollywood only worse but then that people might be construed that as being racially insensitive especially since India is being hit with such a terrible outbreak of COVID and, uh, you know, it's pretty dark right now. But listen, all I know is, like, fuck India and COVID and get your dad shave balls for Father's Day. Lawnmower 3.0 is the ticket. Um, Manscaped's the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-belt grooming and they've just launched the performance package, which is the perfect gift for Father's Day. Imagine surprising your... I mean, you would definitely be surprising your dad. Your dad would be surprised... You know, buy him condoms too. Manscaped don't do condoms, but fucking some fucking some rubber johnnies. Get some lube and fire him a ball trimmer as well and let him just go to town. Um, <laughs> your balls will thank you on the box. Have you ever seen a nose bush sticking out of your dad's nose? Well, included in this package, a new weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, which is also waterproof, so, you know, we can do his taint with that as well. Um... 
your dad's get, you get the dad the bundle, the lawnmower 3.0, the trimmer, the skin safe technology, the trimmer comes LED light, it's waterproofed, perfect. Let's not forget the fabulous liquid formulations, the crop preserver ball deodorant and crop reviver ball toner to maximize your dad's bollocks hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers, which Ben says are the best boxers he's ever worn, and the Shed travel bag, which, by the way, I use my Shed travel bag going to away games. Um, I don't actually play any sport, and I've just realised that away games, people in the, in the sexual sense mean people who go and have one-night stands with people but don't do it in their own house. So sound like I'm cheating my wife. feel fucking terrible. But anyway, make me feel better by getting 20% off of free shipping by using the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. That's SLYGUY, all capitals, at manscaped.com. Get your dad a gift you know he will use. Don't know how I feel about that exact sentence. Get it that... You know, get. I mean, at least, you know, you're keeping your dad happy but that he can shave his bush. And by proxy, you're probably ruining your mum's day, but we'll not worry about that. The Sly Guy podcast is always brought to you in association with Modest Beer. I met with Modest Beer creator Chris on Saturday to talk business. I said, listen, bring me some of your new tins in. We'll put them on the on the podcast. We'll display what new brews you're cooking up we'll, we'll get the people going and he forgot to bring tins with him and we all just got blitzed together and we're, I haven't heard from him since so he's probably still dying like I am but Modest is brewed in Canada in Hollywood County Down and they're on a journey with one clear goal in mind to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market Modest are not here to revolutionise the craft beer movement no just to add to it with the brand is joyous responsible Honest and of course modest. If you're keen to know more, please contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at modestbeer.com or at modestbeer, sorry, or their website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. Ben, time. 45. 45, no questions today. Let's go home. Only joking. Johnny Bo said, if you could describe the snake rat, is he half and half? And if so, which halves are which? Or is he more snake than rat or vice versa? Uh, I think a snake rat, in many respects, is more of a mythical being, and it's more about the behaviour of sneakiness. You know, snakes and rats are the two most sneaky animals in the animal kingdom. The two dirtiest of bastards. So combined, you're you're just making one ultimate sneaky, dirty piece of shit. And effectively, that's what all old Campbellians are. But my only old Campbellian that I really associate with is Ben. Now, people might be like, oh, did Shane go to Campbell? He'd be like, yeah, but he got kicked out after like second year for being a dunce. So Ben has been there long term. He's a member of the old Campbellian society, has a cloak. His nose actually, since I met him, has definitely turned up steadily over time. So by the time, you're what age are you now, Ben? 30. So by the time, he's 30. So by the time he's 40, I would imagine Ben will probably look like a character from the League of Gentlemen. But... He's definitely a sleek guy. I think he's actually less snake ratty without Shane being here because there's less Campbell vibe in the room. So, I mean, he seems more chilled. He's got his haircut. He looks sweet. He looks kind of like a young Mauricio Pochettino. And it's, it's all good. But, I mean, you know, in terms, I would say, in my head, I imagine a snake rat has the shape and look of a, of a rat. But, like... Is reptilian and it's it's not fur it's reptile skin you know it's just a, a gross thing John Joe said raging that I could make it down to the show on Sunday anything that you felt didn't work in the work in progress stuff you know what honestly no I, like could stuff be better yes obviously stuff can be worked on but I think every new bit 
got something, which is a promising thing because in your mind you're probably going, oh, this will be great, and you said it's not. But I think everything got something, so there's room to improve, but also I think it all worked. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Michael Kerr said, hey, Dave, what did you make of the Logan Paul-Mayweather fight? I mean, I think anybody that thought it was going to be anything other than what it was um, is mentally ill because clearly, May if Mayweather wanted to knock him out, he'd knock him out. Like, did you did you watch any of that fight? I watched a little bit of the highlights on YouTube. Did you see the bit of Logan Paul running at him with his hair all shaking? Just whoa, 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 whoa. that's so embarrassing. Like, why? Like Mayweather, just again, he's before he, but just like this is what I like about Mayweather. He had a nickname, his moniker for like the early part of his career was Pretty Boy Floyd, you know, Pretty Boy Floyd Mayweather, because basically he's the master defensive boxer. He still doesn't get hit. The guy is is a master at evading punches. I think maybe in his whole career, he's been probably rocked like three to four times. And then, bar that, people just can't touch him, you know, like he made. Pacquiao, look, you know, average, beat him. He Canelo, the only one who can beat him, even when he's on flipping. Spicy Mexican drug meat, he still, you know, c- could stop him. And then, like, look what he did to Conor McGregor. He toyed with him. Like, McGregor probably hit him a few times, and maybe he was like, oh, wow, don't hit me. But when he wanted, he just picked him off, pop, pop, pop. And I reckon... Logan Paul was tiring, and if he wanted to beat him, he could. But it was an exhibition fight. Both men stood to make absolute fortunes from it. Mayweather is, he said, the fight was was daylight like a bank robbery. And he's right. Legal robbery, because all the idiots, and this is the problem with the YouTube world, you know, they're all idiots that think things are, they just got played. You know, got played. Logan Paul made a fortune. Mayweather made a fortune. Happy days. Um, and that's what I think about that. But, I mean, definitely watch real boxing because boxing is the greatest sport in the world. Naomi Mitchell said, I've got weird filth for you this time. Of course she has filth. Naomi is a pervert. No offence if you're not like, but I'm going to hazard a guess you are. Um, oh, no. I've seen this guy before and it's my uncle. Um, bodybuilder who married sex doll says, fling with raw chicken inspired hand-shaped lover. Oh, my God. Oh no. Um, a bodybuilder who married and divorced a sex doll. Here's the thing. Don't marry things that aren't human. You know, that's that's kind of simple. Like these people are marrying trees and roller coasters and sex toys. Hey, don't marry them. Go and see a wee doctor. Tell them you want to marry a sex toy. And then, you know, the doctor might let you go and have a couple of weeks expense paid by the government in a little, you know, retreat somewhere. I think that's probably the best outcome. Yuri Tolichok or Yuri Tolichko tied the knot with sex doll Margot. I mean, great name. At the ceremony attended by dozens of guests. Like, don't go to that. But following an emotional split because he cheated on his wife with a strange object, Yuri has revealed why he bought um, a bespoke doll with a human face but the body of a giant inflatable chicken. Um... The muscle man from Kazakhstan stunned viewers in an Instagram live interview um, on Saturday. Oh, no. Uh, it's reported that he splashed his latest, latest toy. Yeah, it's basically just a, a plastic piece of chicken. Let me introduce you to my new wife. He said, this is Lola. Um, Lola is queer, and she's not decided on her sexuality or gender. 
he keeps calling her she though. Lola has a woman's head and a chicken's body. I mean, what a fantasy that is. Um, and his depth can be used as a vagina and a penis inserted into it all day. Wow. I mean, yeah, what it is, is lit- like, Ben, I'll send you this picture, but it is like a giant inflatable chicken body with a woman's head. Guy's a freak, I think it's safe to say. Um, Why the body of the chicken? The interviewer said. What does a chicken body do for you? And you replied, it's a very interesting story. When I ex- I was experienced with chicken, I had an experience with chicken, and it was a very huge chicken, meat not live, and I asked my neighbour, um, and she made me a sex doll. I mean, see if you ask a neighbour. Imagine, Ben, what's your next door neighbour called? Billy. Imagine you going around to Billy going, Billy, I like to fuck chicken. I'm not a freak. <laughs> I'm not a freak. I don't like to fuck live chicken. But, I mean, do you have any, do you have any breasts in your fridge I could just buck? Billy would probably go head punch you and phone the police. Um, but, like, if I went around to Jean next door to me and said, listen, I don't think she'll go tell you what I'll do. I'll put a woman's head in the chicken's body for you to fuck. You know, she'd probably go to my wife and be like, you know, your husband came around here and suggested that I should get him a chicken to fuck the guy's weird I think this guy should not be getting any media coverage anymore and he should be getting medical help because the guy is away in his head Ball Jimmy said what do you think about this video and he sent me the video of Jake Paul basically saying Logan Paul's beating Floyd Mayweather and he's 50-1 and one, without realising that's a full exhibition fight duh so and I mean obviously if you know anything about boxing and how it's scored you would know there's no way in hell he won that fight. Um, Craig J has said, with influencers now becoming professional fighters, with you being NI's number one influencer, which pro fighter would you like, like to knock the bollocks out of if given the chance? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think that, like I watched a video today of Teofimo Lopez doing some, some boxing training and the speed of the guy's hands were obscene and I think no matter how big you are if you're fighting a pro boxer in a boxing fight you're going to lose just because of the speed like so I mean I wouldn't like to fight any professional fighter but Paddy Barnes is fighting a comedian in a wheelchair coming up soon so I mean I reckon I reckon Paddy would be good crack I'd fight him on a relator maybe that might be good fun Um, but yeah there's, I wouldn't like to knock his box in because he's sound but who would I who you know which pro I wouldn't want to fight a pro fighter you know my teeth are made out of flipping clay so if it won't knock I would want my teeth to fall out and it'd be not being allowed to get a damn plan so I mean fuck that Adam Casey who you're backing for the Euros and why Um, it obviously sickens me to say it but I think England will win the Euros and, and I hate hate it but I think if they work they I think that on paper they have the best team and people are like, what about the golden generation I think these boys seem to like each other more. I think I think they're going to sicken the world and win the Euros. Now, why I don't think Belgium will win it is because they've got two shitty ex-Spurs players. And in fact, Alderweireld still plays for Spurs, which makes it even more shit in their defence. So I think that... And I don't think France could. But I just, I just think England are going to do it and sicken the world. Um, and Violin Mick has said, just wanted to say that the show on Sunday was Litzville, mate. Also ended up sitting with a load of wrestlers you used to train with. They were saying that you could have been the next big thing. There you go. What a compliment that is. Thank you very much, Mick. Um, in terms of the wrestling, listen, if, if comedy didn't steal my heart, I would definitely like to 
like to be a wrestler. You know, maybe one day in the future, I'll I'll, I'll get back between the ropes. Maybe I won't have a, a fight with a professional boxer. I'll have a fight with a professional wrestler. In that case, hey, call me. Get me in the ring. Let's put a show together and we'll do it. After Physique Guy Summer and I'm all jacked and we hot pants. Bingo. That'll be a nice time. Um, and that's enough for me, I think. So, guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't again, please rate and review it. Share the podcast with your friends. Let them know what we're all about here. And we'll just have some fun. Take care of yourselves, guys. And I'll see you next week. Bye. I'm the slack guy.